Facebooks, everybody. New faces, new name, new theme, same team. I am Drake Kamikaze. And I am the Pat Wick. And this is the best podcast in the oh. world. The WK Experience. Coming at you live at the WK Warehouse. Sips coffee. Sips the coffee. How you been? How you been? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about some... College football is back in town. Opening week off and it was a doozy. A lot of the snoozers that normal, you know, normal teams will just blow out teams. We have, we, we don't want to talk about, we want to talk about the interesting games. We want to talk about the games that you didn't hear much about, but you should have because they were a hell of a game. Not to mention we have some free agency news. Yeah, we have another installment of the Puffer Pass segment. Dun, dun, dun. Going to talk about some AEW wrestling. Might throw in a little bit of WWE stuff because, you know, when you talk about one wrestling company, it leads to another wrestling company, and then you just talk shit about the wrestling company. But then you got to talk shit about the other wrestling company. You know how it goes. Same shit, different day. Absolutely, absolutely. Not to mention we have some other news to get to. Not to mention our top ten playoff teams that will not, or top ten teams of the will not make it to the playoffs this year. It's a good list. It's an accurate list. Let's see if it matches up to yours. I don't know. Uh, yes, we have two separate lists. We're always going to have two separate lists. That's just how we roll here. We don't want to combine a show list. We want Pat's list. We want Dre's list, you know? That's how we roll. But um, we're going to jump in with some college football. Uh, Pat's going to give you some scores, and then we're going to discuss uh, – an important topic on the first week of college football that we like to, you know, share our opinion on. Um, there was it wasn't, you know, it was an opening week off, opening weekend. Um, they kicked it off earlier in the week with Clemson, Georgia Tech. You saw what you needed to saw there. It wasn't much of a, a surprise. Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence and that Clemson uh, team. Uh, it's definitely one of the teams that we'll probably see in the playoffs go and they went against an ACC opponent in Georgia Tech. Basically, just a, a, a beginning shot of what Clemson can do against their division. They probably should be in, if not in your bracket, as far as the team that plays the other team in the ACC championship. Uh, but I wanted to start off today with a kind of a historic uh, moment in a career of a college a football player. Now, we've all heard of uh, Mac Brown. He was a huge entity in the University of Texas for a long time. Uh, played uh, USC with Vince Young at the helm at his quarterback um, and beat USC in the last seconds to win that, I believe, it was 05 or 06 national championship. And was his last one before leaving, but has gone to an analyst at ESPN. Now he's gone back into the college realm at uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. And came coaching, up, right? Coaching. Okay. Uh, for, and comes out first weekend with a 24-20 win over South Carolina. Now I see I now I am at you're probably asking me why is this significant? The guy's 68 years old. You don't leave college football and go to analyst booth probably to retire. You come out of it at 68 and go to North Carolina Tar Heels which are, is profoundly a basketball school. Right. Is profoundly a basketball school. They to turn around against maybe not what the best the the SEC has to offer in South Carolina. Uh, much champ there. Um, they were hoping to resurge again against these North Carolina Tigers, 
it wasn't the case. Uh, it was a sloppy game, to say the least. We saw a lot of back and forth. Um, unfortunately, uh, fortunately for Mac Brown in, in uh, North Carolina, they came out with a W with the last, uh, I think it was like a minute left interception to pretty much seal the game. Yeah. And you saw this Mac Brown, you know, emotional after the game about how his team has basically, you know, played a terrible game but somehow found a way to win. And then you see him in the um, the second part of the end of that game to where he's dancing with the players. Now, at 68 years old, Kamikaze, I'm asking you, if you're a college student out there, you're seeing this guy, do you gravitate to him? Because here's a guy that, that was supposedly old school, right? Right. He, he, he's the old school mentality when it comes to college football. Likes to control the ball, likes to control the time. Right. He can give gifted athletes, like the ones he has at NC State, the time and, and teaching they need. But when you see this guy at 68 and he's cutting it up in the locker room with the rest of them, you've got you've to gotta look at yourself at a youngster like, he still gets it. Right. It's still about having fun. It's still, it's, it's still about just being a team. Right. And that's why I'm, I think I'm so hyped out about this this opening weekend for college football. Um, we're a mere hour, an hour or so away from my my favorite game of the week, which is North Carolina versus Louisville. The the North Carolina versus. And I'm sorry, Notre Dame. I'm sorry, I have North Carolina brain. Notre Dame versus Louisville. I was say then 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 let me tell you guys. Then he just fucked up the name of his favorite college football team. That's because <laughs> I'm so excited about you know Mac Brown coming out at 68. To beat an SEC. Now, you've heard and I've heard, obviously you have your teams and I have mine. You know, SEC is where it's at. Right. So, it, to me, hello, Mac Brown to the ACC. Let's see what he can do. And, you know, let, let's see him get one of these Nikhil other guys. Nikhil Harry on, on IR. What's that, sir? Nikhil Harry is on IR. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that sucks. That's too bad for them. Guess the Ravens made the right decision. Well, you know, you look at Jacoby Brissett uh, signed a two-year contract extension, thirty million dollars. Colt signed QB Brian Hoyer, a guest at uh, for, to be Jacoby Brissett. They're gonna go with Jacoby Brissett as their starter. That that that's that 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 right there is a wise move. And uh, if you're a little confused, we're we're watching the NFL Network as the headlines keep rolling in as we're going into our free agency here in a moment. But just to give you a few more uh, cliff notes as far as college football. And the upsets that happened because there were upsets. It wasn't just you know your Alabamas yeah. and your Ohio States just wasn't killing that teams. Georgia State beating Tennessee. The biggest one was that game was Georgia State University. Now this is like a Division two school. We didn't say Georgia Tech. We said Georgia State. Georgia State Division two you know, school. You roll past the 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 aquarium, going west, I believe, west to south, and you'll run right into it. It's right in that Olympic area. You can't miss it. They went up against Tennessee in Knoxville, which was supposed to be a resurgence of, of Butch Jones's uh, Tennessee that they went out to the well, got themselves a new head coach, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I saw this GSU uh, crew ball all over them, and, and well-deserved. I mean, Georgia's always been in the recruiting uh, best states, if you have it, you'll have your Floridas, you'll have your Texas and your Californias, and your Ohio's and Georgia's, and this is just the product they want. They go in there to Knoxville, and they get the biggest win in school history 
34 to 23. Tennessee didn't have, wasn't even really close to that 23 score until a late touchdown in the game. But my hat's off to Georgia State. Now the second, um, the second um, big game that was an upset for me was uh, Boise State once again, fording Florida State University and getting their first win of a season again. Last year, I believe it was against Alabama. Now you can understand yeah. that, but this year going against BSU and you're and you're and you're looking at them like, okay, Florida State can handle BSU, right? You know, and, and you look at them and what's going on? You know, this school is is littered with four and five star recruits. And Jimbo, did he smell the blood in the water before he left for Texas A and M? Maybe. Maybe. Did Willie Taggart, the newest addition as far as the, the next last year and now going into his second year, is he not what Florida State's deep? No. This was a prominent black coach that had his tenures at USF, that had his tenure at Oregon Ducks, and seemingly was happy there. But then all of a sudden, Florida State comes in with the money, and he's been here two years. I'm waiting to see. What are we going to see here? Now, I've got some stats here um, for uh, for the uh, BSU. 407 yards, one touchdown, one interception versus the FSU defense. I mean, if you're Florida State, are you questioning yourself right now as far as your recruiting ability and the ability to, to, to deviate or to... Uh, educate yourself on your talent level. I kind of feel like the talent is going to come to Florida State just off a of name basis. So any problems there but right now. But you can't say that, Kamikaze. You can't say that. Two years now, they brought in a new, uh, let's say, hip choice in Willie, Willie Taggart. Because let, 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 let's call it like we see it. They could have gotten really anybody. They couldn't gotten less miles. Right. They could have went out and got maybe a Chip Kelly. Right. You know, he's not doing so well there at UCLA. And they went after Willie to hopefully, you know, like I said, it's it's kind of, you know, you saw Notre Dame do that with, uh, you know, w- when they were in their, in their nine, mid-90s, when they went after, you know, the young black hip coach. Right. To try to get that kind of, you know, those kind of recruits to say, hey, I can go here. You know, this isn't just a, a good old boy kind of program. And I'm not seeing that with Florida State. They need to do some soul searching. And they need to figure things out before it gets to the point where they're the laughing stock of Florida. Uh, to the big game of this weekend, unfortunately, it didn't wasn't a huge game. Which game is that? And that's Auburn versus Oregon. You got oh, yeah. you have um, Herbert, the supposed uh, one of the Heisman candidates this year. Um, now no. he didn't have not with the way Hurts played. You know, not the you know well at the beginning of the season. Okay, I'm not going to say he's the overall. Um, when it comes to that, but you know, this was one of the games, and I'll and I've talked to you a little bit during the pregame as far as games not living up to the hype. I was looking for a dominant shootout, and um, um, I was looking for a dominant shootout. And 242 from Herbert with one touchdown is not exactly what I call you know a great game. Right. You know, he didn't throw any picks, um, and he did lose the game. On a last second yeah, touchdown throw by Bonnet. That's not on him. That's on the defense. But this was what what the the experts wanted to call Oregon's one shot, right? Because the Pac-10 is so depleted as far as the teams that are in it and their quality of you know wins. Uh, if they do win out in the Pac-10, it's not necessarily uh, as you've seen in the last few years a shot into the 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 
the division championship at the end of the season. Right. Uh, they they did lose the game twenty seven to twenty one versus Auburn versus the last second Bo Nix, and it was kind of funny. You had Bo Jackson at the beginning of the of the game, kind of calling out, you know, no respect for Auburn, and Bo Nix as a freshman. Nine True seconds left. Freshman. As a, a nine seconds left with the go ahead touchdown. Now they could have settled for the field goal. Right, and won the game. But Gus Melzon and all his yeah. magic and power, which I've always said. Gus showed is, he had a nice pet set of nuts. Absolutely. He had some balls. It, and let's call it like we see it. That's the reason why Cam Newton went to Auburn. Oh, yeah. It wasn't because of that head coach at the time, because he's gone. Oh, yeah. He's probably selling insurance right now. Gus Melzon was the offensive coordinator. That ran roughshod for that Auburn Tigers championship team with Cam Newton and allowed him to do what he wanted to do. But I digress. 27-21. Herbert didn't really live up. Uh, Jalen Hurts on the other way looked excellent for OU. Pause for bong rip. I think if you're Alabama and you're looking for some consistency in the in, in the um in your backup quarterback, I think you you might have a, a year or two of waiting. I know you have uh, – now help me out with the pronunciation because, you know, Pat Wick's never good with names. Uh-huh. Tulua Tataloa. <laughs> Tua Tango Bailoa. There you go. <laughs> now, there's two of them there now at Alabama. So there's two Tango Bailoas. That's a tongue twister if I've ever heard one. But I digress. But you look at the, the youngest uh, Tua Taloa. <laughs> the youngest Tango Bailoa. Right. And then you look at the older one, and there and there's definitely an experience breach or gap with that. Um, by the way, we're looking at the the newest satellite images on the hurricane coming is ripping up the Bahamas. Our start, our shout outs to all the Rasta friends and family out there. I hope you're in safe. I hope you're sheltered. Uh, pause hold, for bong rip. Pause for bong rip. Hold to the storm because we are always praying for our Rasta family. Um, going in, uh, like I said, um, to finish up college though, um, college to me, I'm still looking for that, that precedent heavyweight fight. Right. I used to see those every year and the last two years I've seen nothing but blow. All right. So let me explain. So here's the deal. Opening week in college football seems to be like it's just a tune up week. Correct. Now we had a couple of upsets, but not enough for where it's to justify putting these dominant or these, like, obviously better clubs against these, you know. These cupcake teams. Yeah, cupcake teams. You, Absolutely. You know, I call it what it is. You know, they're in different divisions. And sh- so, our plea is to do something like you do with the last week of the season. You know how you have rivalry week? Which... For Ohio State, opening week wasn't a blowout, but rivalry week was. So we'll still see blowouts, but at least it'll be a lot more competitive. And, you know, teams won't be blowing teams out 79 to nothing or 79 to 6. You know, I like Penn State and Maryland. I, I've got a solution to this, Kamikaze, and, and um, pay attention. Please, please take notes because take I, notes. I, I think what you got to do if you're college football is you have to get those division games in early. Sprinkle in your 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 non-divisional games, your you know subset your your suspect rivalry games that you may want to call them out of conference. I get that gets the people the taste, the blood in the water early right. on because you know what I'm seeing here in the early weeks. It's not what the NFL brings. 
to the picture. They bring these 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 nightly games that you're looking at them, and it's you know back and forth. Not all the time. Sometimes I'd be like, man, why is this game on Thursday night football? But your point is, the attempt is to make the primetime games competitive. Absolutely, no. absolutely. And I know it's not always college. I know it's a, it's a schedule thing. So I, I understand that everybody's on you know their own schedule when it comes to that, but. Just give me what I want opening week. After that, you can do whatever you want with the divisions and the matchups and the you know the the separation on when it comes to you know out of conference to conference games. I just want for that first week. I want to see the heavyweight knockout. Right, back you want to see some competition. I want to. I want to see what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I get it. I, Don't I'm tell a, me football is back and then give me seventy nine to nothing. Thank you. Thank you. You know because that's not football. That's just that's just. You know, even if that's my team, it's a mess. Even if it's my team at seventy nine, I, I, I'm, I'm not I, satisfied. I'm not satisfied because, yeah, I like what my product is, but what is my product against? And B, I want to see a game. Right. I don't want to see a snoozer. Like right. I get excited you, about games like that, but it's you, not as exciting. You know me. My professional team is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Defense, 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 defense. Absolutely. Now you could say, oh, there was defense being played because one team had nothing. No. No, 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 no. That just means it was too fucking easy. Yes. You know, I want to see a team that can threaten to score on me, not score on me. You know, mm-hmm. that's defense. You know, if you got, if you're a team that's that that ain't a threat to me and you don't score nothing, I'm not gonna be proud of that because you aren't a threat. You know, that's yeah. like fighting. A, that's like fighting a handicapped kid. You know, <laughs> you're gonna win, so you get no points. You get no points, no, right? So fuck it. Unless how some of that kids maybe paralyzed after an MMA match. Well, yeah. So, you got so, some teams you you think ain't gonna make the playoffs, right? I've got some teams and I've got some free agencies. So let's say leave it up to you, Kamikaze. You want right. to go on to our 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 ten top top ten teams not to make the playoffs? Yeah, let's get into our ten teams not to make the playoffs. Instead of calling them top ten teams, we're gonna talk call them bottom ten teams. Bottom ten teams. Not to make the playoffs. Yep. Now, this is how I did mine. I broke all of my teams down into the eight divisions, two conferences. Uh-huh. You know. I did as well. I and did as well. I looked at it. I said, okay, the Patriots probably guaranteed to win their division. They, they, you know, you, you want to root against them, but they seem to always have their number in yeah. that division. Well, unfortunately, there's nobody in that division as of yet. Yeah. And then I looked at the Dolphins, and I'm like, hey, Dolphins are tanking. No way they make the playoffs. They are, they are unfortunately, and if you're a Dolphins fan, you're in the Tolua, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Herbert, yeah. Jalen Hurts conversation at this point. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way in hell that you're competing with the kind of cuts you've just made. Right. I so mean, the, just literally. So for me, the Dolphins would be the 32nd team in the league at this point. So, yeah, they're not making the playoffs. I have, I have the Dolphins at the... Bottom level. I didn't really put them as far as number team in the number league. worst. I didn't either. I just put a, I just put them. I mean, Miami's probably one team. of the first teams I would probably put on the chopping block. Is right. My second team would have to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I have also said that the Cincinnati Bengals aren't making a playoff. I didn't know if we were cutting or going to stay in the AFC or we we're going to cut over to NFC, but I just wanted to throw that Bengals teams out there because no. not only. Are we going through another coaching change? Right. We have lost two of 
not only our first round draft pick on the defensive yeah, line. Yeah, the best receiver on the team. And we've lost our veteran retiring in Clint Bowen. And we've lost AJ AJ Green. Oh, you talking about Cincinnati? I'm saying. Yeah, Bengals, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Two I offensive wasn't talking linemen. About just now. I was talking about Miami. But yeah. Cool. Wait, do we we can still talk about Miami? Mm. I mean, just the fact Miami's that Miami's tanking, that's just it. <laughs> well, I mean, look at look at what they're doing. I mean, Kenny Stills is gone. Right. They've that's got what they've I mean. got they've got Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. And we're starting Fitzpatrick. And they're starting Fitzpatrick. Instead and of letting Josh Rosen go get through, the get go, the knowledge, you know, go through the storm. You know, so he can get to the calm and know what the hell to do, you know. but I mean, would somebody give this guy a team? I mean, they want him. They want him. But at the end of the day, they want to play him. They want now, to this kid looked pick. good against the three and fours. I wish they would have paired him up against the one and twos. They probably did, but it probably didn't make that much He played with thing. the ones. They, him and Fitzpatrick alternated starts in the preseason, so we played with some of the ones. And But just what you're hearing when it comes to, you know, giving away this – Kenny Steels is gone. You know, they just, they aren't keeping the, the nucleus together to win. And, you know, all I can think is we played on week one. They making it so easy for us. Well, you know, I hope Lamar cuts him up then. I hope hey, Lamar is eating offense, Dolphin They need the to be scared of. They need to be scared of that defense, dude. Fitzpatrick going to be on fire, man. They just gave away that starting left tackle. I, I can only, I can only, you know, hit you up to what I saw in the Fitzpatrick years with the Buccaneers. Be surprised what you see, because at first he's gonna want a ball, but then of course the games will wear on him and the decisions, you know, and the pressures will come. Yeah, but and he'll turn into Fitzpatrick. He's zero two against us as a starter. Only time he beat us is when he came in and relieved Geno Smith. I, all I can say is don't sleep I'm on Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. I mean, not with what, you, what he has around him. <laughs> not what he has around him. That's what I'm saying. I mean, an offensive line that was supposed to be better, not seeing it. A receiving core that looks depleted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a defense that's kind of, you know, is supposed to be the head coach's, uh, you know, motif. We'll see how that turns out. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely looking at Miami to be probably one of the bottom teams out of not just the AFC East, but in the AFC division or, or division as a whole. Right. So Miami second, tanking. Second to that would definitely have to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. And the thing about the Cincinnati Bengals is that's a talented team. That's a talented roster. That's not motivated the right way. The problem is they're too injured. They're too injured, which means the conditioning isn't there. They've gone through a Marvin Lewis you know, I think error. the coaching change is a good thing for the team. So well, I'm not obviously. But I, mean, but, I mean, you're just, you're like you said, first-round draft pick uh, Williams injured. Retirement in the offensive line. AJ Green still a question mark. No, nah, he's 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 gonna be he's gonna miss some time with an ankle injury. They didn't put him on IR because they expect him back in the first half of the season. So I'm guessing about four to six weeks. Well, man, you know, we'll have to wait and see then because right. you know we had it. You know, Andy Dalton was the scale. Piss anybody off, yeah. but I just want to relate uh, to that. We use the Dalton scale. Right. And it's not our Dalton scale. Yeah. But we, we do use it from one podcast. And now that scale is completely not Dalton-esque. And if anything, he's the... Um, bottom half of it? The bottom half of it now. Looking to resurge his career. But can he? 
I mean, does he have the weapons? I don't know, but if he's you, no longer... Mixon, is, it, is Mixon going to be his, you know, his, his, his unicorn? See, that's what it depends on. Because he's going to need a lot of help from that run game with uh, A.J. Green being injured. Now, I'm not worried too much about their receiving core, even with A.J. Green being injured, because I trust Tyler Boyd. You know, I don't know who they have behind Tyler Boyd, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure Tyler Boyd can be serviceable enough that... Andy Dalton, that while the defense will have to steer towards him a little bit, and Andy Dalton can get the ball to other guys. Andy Dalton is a decent quarterback. You know, no, he's, Andy Dalton, he's when, the when Meridian, he, right? When he's when he's gotten time and had weapons, yes, he can be productive. But I haven't seen enough of when he's in the playoffs or when he's in that big game. He don't win in the playoffs. He doesn't win those big games, and that's the problem. You'll never be a great quarterback, and you'll never get past the first round if you can't win big games. <coughs> right. And that's unfortunately where it separates quarterbacks of his nature. They, they are good. They're not great because, A, they can't win big games. Right. So Miami's tanking, and the Bengals are too Un- injured. Unfortunately, too injured. Okay. Do you want to give me yours? My third one? The next one? Absolutely. Because we both have Miami and let me try to find another one that we both might have. I also said that, do you want me to stay in the AFC or do you want me to go to? I want you to do whatever you want to do. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and bounce around. And I said that the Redskins. Oh. There will be no playoffs. Jump into the NFC. I also have the Redskins. Awesome. I found a pick right then. Because I'm going to go with, and I hope you don't mind me jumping in here first with my little tidbit. No, go ahead. I got you. Is I'm going to say lack of offense. Lack of offense. Because I'm looking at this, and they don't have the quarterback that I think they need to win in. In So they're not starting the right quarterback. They have the right quarterback. They do have the right quarterback. They're just not starting him, right? I just don't like Case Keenum in this type of offense. Okay. I think think Jay Gruden needs a a gun. Yeah. And he needs a big gun. So now that you say that, I want to go ahead and and, and say this because I also have the Giants not making a playoff. And the reason why it was important for me to go ahead and spill spill those beans... Is because I have the same comment for the Redskins and the Giants. The same exact comment so so much that I had to lump them together. These two teams just can't get out of their own way. Absolutely they got a not. young rookie quarterback ready to start, and they both refuse to start the guy that's going to help them win the most games. Uh, that's why it's I like, had to... It's like you're picking my brain, <laughs> and it's funny because we both come from two backgrounds. I also have the Giants for the same problem. You mean they can throw Sterling Shepard at me all day long? Right, and Golden, Golden Tate, Tate, and you know, you know, which is still on suspension. So if you're the if you're a, 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 a opposing team going in the Giants, all you got to do <coughs> is put the pressure on Eli because this team can't seem to make that tough decision that teams have made. Say, listen, we're going through this Eli phase. Eli, we apologize. We need to win some games. We need to put butts in the seat. Right. And unfortunately, that doesn't involve you. You've seen the product that Daniel Jones have put on the preseason. It's good product, guys. Right. I'd buy it all day long. <coughs> it's but- enough to let the let the kid grow with the grow with the position, you know. Now, ideally, you want a guy to be able to sit 
Ideally. <coughs> and learn from a veteran. But, but, but that, you don't want a, a veteran that can't get out of his own way teaching this kid. But that that's not the new NFL here, Kamikaze. This is this is the new NFL. This is like, man, we were gonna put you under fire, and hey, we we wasted a first round draft pick on you, so we need to get, you know, we get to know, we need to know ASAP what the proof. Now, some teams have that luxury, on as far as not being able to start a, a rookie quarterback on the first first year. Yeah, some of us. Some like of last year, it. the Ravens were able to not start the a rookie quarterback, but we had a Super Bowl MVP that was still in his prime. Fortunately for us, he got hurt. The Ravens realized they had a gym in Lamar Jackson, and we moved on. You know, if we would have seen what Lamar can do in the preseason last year, we still wouldn't have started Lamar. You know, but that would have been the right decision, you know, at that time. When you've had so many years of Eli just declining, Colt McCoy's had how many? No, Case Keenum had had how many chances to, to do something, and he still couldn't do it. That, I'm sorry, but that year with the Vikings, fluke. That was a system. That was a that was a fluke. system. You know, you had guys like Diggs and Thielen playing out of right, their minds. Dude. You got Dalvin Cook. You had an you had Latavius a de- Murray back there. You had a now. defense that was inspired that would constantly give you back the ball. Yes, yes. So no, I I mean I I, I think four and five <laughs> is where I had the Redskins both for the same problem. I love Saquon and I love what the Redskins can do as far as running the ball. Yeah. But I just don't think they have enough weapons. And you can tell me all day that if you have upgraded this offensive lines, you're gonna have to show me a little bit more than just right. an upgrade. And and the biggest loser. For both of these teams in this in this situation is Saquon Barkley. That's a generation generational talent that's gonna get wasted. Now now I, I I fear the Giants, and like I said, I even was uh suspect as far as putting them into my top five and when it came to uh the top ten as far as NFC and AFC, because I was biased that I almost was gonna put my Buccaneers in there. Right. So they missed the list because I feel like, just said, the Giants just can't seem to get there. Like what you said, Kamikaze, get out of their own way. Yeah, two teams that can't get out of their own way, the Redskins and the Giants. Um, I'm going to segue into what something you said as far as Joe Flacco. Right. And I know you're not going to like what I have to say, but I also have the Denver Broncos. Out of the well, AFC I'm not West, you have to say I got because to I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put down something here, and you're not gonna like it. And I want I'm gonna underline it, underline it. Besides the defense, which can't win all games, unlike the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, the defense can't win enough games. The offense can't seem to keep enough players. I hope that's not true for the running back Lindsay. Of course, I have him on fantasy. But I just don't think I see Joe Flacco coming out of this and riding off into the sunset. I also think that it's just not enough for Joe. He doesn't have the offensive line luxury that he might have had that Super Bowl running year with Baltimore. Right. I don't think he has. I think he has the running game. I think he has the defense. I just don't think I'm going to see classic Joe. My problem, and I like the move sending Joe to Denver because, you know, the mile high aptitude. Home games, you know, will probably be a little bit easier for him since he's going to have wind behind his back a lot of the time, you know. And Joe thrives with the wind. That's why, Absolutely. you know, he learned he earned the 
nicknamed January Joe because in January it's cold, the wind's blowing, you know. Absolutely. And he turns into some something else, you know. So I do think Joe will be better in Denver, you know. But the problem problem for me is once you have a back, you always have a back. He Absolutely. had a back injury. That's what bought it bought him his way out of Baltimore, you know. And as much as I love him, I just think you know he's past his prime due to that injury. You know, now as the run game is going to be nothing like what he had during his uh, Super Bowl year. You know, and, and Joe needs a good run game. The The biggest problem for Joe, though, is none of his backs that he have are known for catching the ball out of the backfield. And we and we both talked about San Diego this year making the same right. kind of push they had last year. Yeah, but that was with Melvin Gordon. So I'm, I'm a little I, – I flirted with putting putting the charges on my list. Like, come on. Like, I don't know. But that it's not about them. It's about the Broncos. Okay. The defense they, is a little bit older, you know, so they're going to get a little bit slower. Their number one receiver is still Emmanuel Sanders, which, mm-hmm. who is, you know, a pretty decent fucking receiver, but he's if still can, Emmanuel Sanders. He's still coming off the ball. ACL. If they can get him the and ball. And he's still, you know, 30-something years old, you know. So right. I, I put the Broncos on. Uh, I didn't want to because I want Joe to succeed, but, you know. It doesn't look good for the future either because, you know, Drew Locke didn't really show me he's everything. He's on IRL. You know, he's on IR, but he didn't really show me with the Drew Locke that I remember seeing at, at Missouri. Right. You know, coming into the NFL, I had, the, I had him uh, pretty um, high on my board because he had the most starts. He was an SEC uh, conference that we all know produces winners when it comes to the NFL. I wanted to see more. I wanted to see him push maybe uh, Joe a little bit more, but – we didn't see that. He's on IR. Joe's starting for the season. And we go into our next one, which um, I'm going to throw at you kind of a surprise. I have the Buffalo Bills not making the playoffs. And I'll, I'll tell How you, is that a surprise when I have the Buffalo well, Bills not making the playoffs? Well, because, How do we have the exact same list? <laughs> well, because, you know, they, they shot to the wild card in a surprising year last year under a rookie quarterback. And that's something they a lot make of... The playoffs last year. Didn't they make the wild card last year? Was it the year before? Yeah, it was the year before with Tyrod. Tyrod, okay. Yeah, and the Bengals pushed them into the playoffs. Okay. So us. so then you have then you have them coming from wild card into the next year, which is Mike Mike Vabral. No, I'm sorry. No, that's the Titans. <laughs> that's the Titans. Okay, so they, they were six and ten though last year, right? Yeah. So they were six and ten, so they go from wild card to six and ten, so you go into the second year with Josh Allen. He loses LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. One of his bigger weapons. We felt like he needed more receivers. I don't think they addressed that to where they needed to. They needed to get more weapons. They they seem to, to, to not be putting the right pieces. They went more defense <coughs> in the draft. Didn't they? Yeah. So I look at the Buffalo, and I look at it. They didn't really help their, their young quarterback out. They Maybe attacked their offense. That's a line, right? No, they attacked their offense in free agency. Did they? Yeah, so they they went out, they signed John Brown, which was a pretty pretty good sign. They signed uh, another good wide receiver, another decent wide receiver, another serviceable wide receiver. And then as far as I know, Yelding is their back is their backup court, their running back to... Their starting running back. Their st- well, he was back but up to they, LeSean McCoy, yeah, right? Yeah, and then they got this guy from overseas that's been running pretty hard in the preseason that they're going to you know use as a committee guy. Now, I put Buffalo on this list because I just believe that they're too young. 
And Tom Very Brady's young. Tom Brady's still in that division. Tom Brady's so unless Sam you're gonna, coming up too. Unless you're gonna win that division, you're probably not making the playoffs because it looks like the 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 AFC North might send three teams. And look for the the Jets. Yeah. To 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 definitely give the the Buffalo Bills a run for that and what's second funny is, new spot. When I was looking at this division, you know, I put Miami on this on this list, and I put the Bills on this list. I never even thought about putting the Jets on this list because I think the Jets are on an upsurge. With Le'Veon Bell in that backfield, that's going to help Sam Darnold out a lot. And then you talk about defensively adding a few key members from your one one of your defenses. Yeah, C.J. Mosley was completely overpaid. Well, I didn't say overpaid. No, I'm saying he was completely overpaid. I'm just saying you add that kind of veteran leadership to that kind of young defense, and we'll see what happens. They'll be a good defense. I like the ingredients. Because he's he's a smart guy, and he's a great leader. But as far as his physical ability, the dude can't cover... You know, and I know you're gonna say, "Oh, he saved the Ravens' season last year with the game-winning interception." Well, he's basically playing on a D line, so Baker threw the ball, threw the interception to a D lineman. Still, <laughs> like, <laughs> st- still, still, still got you in in the playoffs, though, right? Huh? Oh, Baker? No. Oh, that play? Yeah, yeah. he still got us in the playoffs. I, hey, I said he's a great leader. He got a nose for the ball. You know, he's a good player. He's going to help that defense be better because because of his communication and his ability to stop the run and, and rush the passer when he's blitzed up the middle. But as far as covering, yeah, don't 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 trust him over the middle of the field with a tight end. So, Kamikaze, go ahead and give me an NFC. We've, we've munched so much on the AFC, I feel like we're going to get too full. We need to get a little bit on the other plate. Throw me an NFC team, buddy. I'm going to... Throw out one, I think you might agree with me. The Arizona Cardinals. Absolutely. Will not make the playoffs. And the reason why the Arizona Cardinals will not make the playoffs is not Kyler Murray. Because I I like Kyler Murray. And I like what I think what I what I think he's gonna do in the NFL. All right. But boy, why didn't they not address that offensive line? That offensive line's gonna get him killed. The same My, problem that, that Carson Palmer had towards the end. Yeah, same problem that Josh Rosen had last year. I literally put down for my note for why they're not making the playoff is rest in peace, Kyler Murray. I put down on my Cliff Kingsbury. Was it exactly a winning record in his college huh. career? And you're telling me, now I've heard this when it's come to... Uh, I forget his name with the development of the Wildcat. Tony wasn't Tony Soprano. Ter- Tony Serangusi. No, Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano to the Chip Kelly fast tempo offenses. Mm-hmm. You see these new offenses innovative coming. Innovative offenses. They innovative. aren't really innovative. They're just stealing shit from college. Correct. And Cliff Kingsbury <coughs> is at that best a college coach. Well, like I said, didn't have a winning record. At Texas Tech, but yet Arizona felt like he was the perfect coach for Kyle Murray. So you are telling me that you had the Cardinals on your list? I did have the Cardinals as well. Not to mention eight new starters on offense. How are you going to get any kind of camaraderie or togetherness when you have eight new yeah. stars with a and rookie Larry quarterback? Larry Fitzgerald only gets you two wins. You know, like him by himself. As, you know how I like to do, like how I like to talk about players' worth based on Correct. how many wins they get you, right? Absolutely. I think Larry Fitzgerald only gets you two wins. You know, and that seems like that's all they got. They got David Johnson, but I don't. He hasn't proven to me that he's he's worth 
you know, he's, saying, oh, you, 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 you're worth this many wins, you know. He, 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 I give him one because he's a decent back. He was going into next year with all this hype, gets the, the hand or wrist injury, obviously doesn't produce or perform like he was speculated to. Right. He needs to come out and have a Adrian Peterson, Terrell Davis. You know, he needs to do – he needs to pull Christian you know, McCaffrey what, out of his butt. What's crazy for me is David Johnson every year is a known – Guy that everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna draft him if I get this pick, you know, and I can't right. get this guy, this guy, this guy. But this year, it's, even this year, he's still one of those guys where they're like, all right, well, if I can't get Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, or CMC, I'm going David Johnson. Well, what about Le'Veon Bell? And then to think that a lot of people out there think that Antonio Brown isn't worth anything in fantasy because he changed teams. They think that all of his success was because of Ben Roethlisberger. That is ridiculous to you're me. Gonna see, you're going to see Carr throw to A.B. more times. He'll probably lead the league in, in, rece- targets. in targets and receptions, if not the AFC West division. Um, I, like I said, I just don't agree with Cliff being the answer they need right. there. He's a college coach that wasn't winning in college. In college, Arizona, and you bring him in with Kyle Murray, I it's feel Kyle like- Murray is going to get beat up with this offensive line. You can't run the ball if there's no good offensive line. You can't pass block. You can't run block. Just like I'm if sorry. you draft a quarterback that turned the ball over a lot in college and you think he's going to come to the NFL and not turn the ball over a lot. like that, it's, it, like it you get a, it it's like you get a Ferrari Lamborghini, but you only put regular gas in there. Right. Yeah. There you go. All right. So the next team not making the playoffs. Give it to me, Kamikaze. Give oh, it to is, me. Is, you want me to go? Oh, I, I, I'll go. I'll throw one at you. San Francisco 49ers. I did not have that team on my list. And I'll tell you why. All of it precedence on this six win against garbage teams or teams that already win the playoffs or teams that were just out of it completely when the, when Jimmy came in and won those last six games right. for San Francisco. Yeah. Then he comes in last games. year and has an ACL, right? Yeah, but before the injury, he was looking He was looking, he was looking good, right? Decent. Serviceable. Serviceable. I'm not going to say good because he wasn't Tom there long enough. And that's what everybody's always sold Jimmy on. He's the next Tom Brady. Right. I feel like John Lynch defensively gets it, but offensively, but minus Kittle. Yeah, Kittle's a beast, but they drafted him. That was that was lucky that they hit on it. But I'm just saying, where did he come out of? And, and, and for me, I don't see the running game being enough for Jimmy to kind of progress. I don't know if the targets... you can't trust their running backs. I, I don't know if the, 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 the receiving targets that he has on board are, are going to be what, what Jimmy needs them to be. Too young. And I feel like that NFC West is going to come out of Seattle for some reason. I don't know why and I don't know how, but somehow Seattle is going to be in that mix and it's not going to be the 49ers. They were 4-12 and last year. I give him somewhere maybe in the five to six win column. Jimmy will ca- account for about three wins. But we'll to, give him three wins. To me, I'm going to have to see where this defense takes the defensive them. line and give you about two wins. But so, I feel yeah, like, they got like five wins coming to them. But I feel like in, in a division where you have, you know, Seattle knowing what they have and hoping that the running game is there, defense looks like it could be back. Uh, with the you know, di- with some additions they've they've it's had. not going to be a a, a a top five defense, but it's it it can threaten in the top ten. I, I think it'll keep them in enough games. It'll give Russell Wilson enough chances. Oh, you're talking game. about Seattle. I'm sorry, I thought we were still talking about the Niners. 
No, no, no. I feel like the 49ers defense is serviceable. They're heading in that right direction where they right. could be a competitively uh, a I don't threat. even think the Seahawks defense will be in the top ten. I, I beg to differ. I think with with Wagner coming in and and a respond, oh, they really have with in and, and in a, in a positively Jadavion Clowney coming in. Oh, the guy, they did just trade for Jadavion. Now, now, granted, wow. he, he's never lived up to the hype, but I feel like his resurgence in a, in a team that he really wanted to be in. You know, he really wanted to be either with Seattle or Philadelphia. He went to a team. He goes to a team that he wanted to go to. I think you'll see that that, that defense not actually legion legion. Legion of Boom, but I feel like you'll see that hard-hitting defense come back, and that will produce Air, uh, Russell Wilson to getting those balls a little bit more. So I, I like them. Well, but for the 49ers, I just don't think offensively they address what they needed to. Getting those 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 weapons, that's going to help Jimmy down the line because he's not a Tom. He needs weapons. Tom can do with whatever he wants. Right. But that's the scheme as well. You know, that is definitely Belichick. a scheme. But we'll never know yeah. that unless Tom Brady's in a different scheme. Well, no, I know that. Tom will tell you that. Every quarterback is a, is a system quarterback. Every quarterback is only successful because of a scheme. Now, quarterbacks so, can be successful because of multiple schemes because they can fit multiple okay, schemes. Okay, okay. But without a good scheme, the quarterback isn't the quarterback to begin with. Okay. You know, but although I didn't put the Niners on my list, right, if this you... was an eleven-team list, the Forty ers would have been on that list. All right. Because they are not making the playoffs, in my opinion, as well. Okay. But the next team I want to mention that's not making the playoffs is the. Oh, had to make sure Becky wasn't here. Detroit Lions. I also have them on my list at number one. Oh, you think that's the number one team that's not making it? I, I put them as a number one team now. I have, of course, married into the Detroit Lions. My lovely wife, Becky, is a Detroit Lions fan. Uh, you know, it's not because she has to be. It's because she was born there. So, you know, I feel like, you know, her blood's in the water somehow. But, uh, you know, Matt Patricia could be another apple that's fallen off of the, this, this Belichick tree. Because I... Now, granted, these have only been preseason games, and we have the one year available to us, but I'm looking at the preseason game, and I hate to say this because I hate to put any stock in preseason. I don't like what I see out of Matt Patricia's Detroit Lions. Right. I, I just didn't like, like what I saw out of Matt Patricia's Lions last year. Yeah, they came out hard and fast and beat the Patriots, but the Patriots always trip and stumble in the first week. In the first, yes, absolutely. You I know, feel like that was the gift of, of Belichick, even though he doesn't really – Seem like a humble guy to give those kind of gifts right. to, but right. I just don't see Matt Stafford with the weapons he needs. I know the running game sparked up a, a little bit last year, and then a, a key injury kind of defaulted that. I don't really see th- where I'm supposed to put this team as far as what they have on the list on their team. Right. I d- I don't see where I'm supposed to put. Oh man, uh, they're definitely not winning the North. Oh, yeah. uh, they're definitely not getting in the wild card. No. Um, they're lucky to maybe even come out of this division with four wins. Or let alone this, this year with four wins. How many wins do you think Stafford's worth? Honestly, to me, at this point, I know Stafford's uh, not diva-esque. I know there's been moments where he could be so, some some sort of a diva. Um, I feel like it's it's time for him to request a trade. Yeah. I feel like he's he's one of those quarterbacks that have sat on good teams or, or or lackluster teams and has been great 
but because of the play of the team, he somehow gets, you know, slid under because Matt Stafford on any other team, oh my God. Be careful with that because when you say that, you know, you know what people are gonna say. Oh, well, he had Calvin Johnson. He did have Calvin Johnson. Yeah, and Calvin somehow, Johnson wasn't enough. And, and somehow, well, you you can say all day long that you need a one receiver, but in this day and age, you need a, a two and even a three at this yeah, time. Yeah, you need three. So to say Calvin oh, Johnson oh. wasn't the answer. I was about to say, well, Calvin Johnson wasn't enough. Oh, well, he had Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate at the same time. But really. I mean, but you had a defense that, that couldn't keep guys yeah. out of the end zone. Yeah, that couldn't keep. So when when Matt Stafford would put up thirty five points, the other team scoring forty. It was Thank like, you. like, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a problem where it kept, where you know Matt Stafford wasn't producing. Yes, he had a stretch where he was where he was one of the most turnover prone quarterbacks in the league, but he was still putting up thirty and forty points a game. That was all on defenses. When Jim Caldwell had that team, it was the defense that sucked, not Matt Stafford in the offense. Yes. You know, like when Jim Swartz had that team, it was the defense that was trash, Thank not you. fucking you know Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson. You Thank know, you. so yeah, I think that Matt Stafford on his Detroit Lions team equals zero wins. Wow. You know, you're going all the way back to the Rod Marinelli year of zero wins. I don't think they're going to finish the season with zero wins okay. because I think okay. on Johnson equals two wins. Okay. I think Kenny Galladay equals one win. So I think they'll finish the season with one with three wins. You know. Okay. Okay. And I think I might have a new uh, a new question to ask you for Puffer Pass. Okay. Good. All right. Uh, going into uh, unfortunately my last. Uh, so we had. 49ers and Detroit Lions. So we out of my NFC, I had Detroit, Arizona, 49ers, Redskins, and Giants. Now, granted, I could have put the Bucks in there really easily, but for somehow being a homer, I'm just sliding them in on luck alone. Maybe, maybe we won't see, oh, maybe we will see a wild card. But my final pick, and it wasn't because they were the last. I jumped on Cincinnati right away because I had a lot to talk about. And Cincinnati has always been that team ever since the 80s that have just never been able to do it. Uh-huh. Never been able to go over that hump. And I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Nine wins under Mike Vrabel last year. I feel like they're not going to be able to duplicate that. I feel like now teams have going to figure out what the Tennessee likes to do, which is unfortunate to, to Henry. Because I feel like he's a, a decent running back that didn't get the time he needed in games last year to get that full complement of a season where he could show Tennessee. Now, I like what they can do, and I like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. But to go from nine wins to surpassing that in, in a South that I really think now that they've kind of gotten this luck and they, <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> Gotten this luck, you get it? Because you know Andrew Luck retired. Right. <laughs> I still don't see them coming into this division and making the playoffs. I feel like somehow, all of that new luck that they have, um, unfortunately, is going to slip by the wayside. And Marcus Mariota is going to show that maybe he's one of the one of the one of the many number ones on the list that didn't really add up. To um, didn't really add up to um, being a first-round draft pick. Now, Jameis Winston may be right behind him as well, but I, I don't see Marcus Mariota coming out of this season making the playoffs 
Nine wins seems a little excessive. Now they could go all the way to eight, maybe six. I just don't see him making the playoffs this year. Right. I feel like nine, nine, ye- nine wins under a first-year Mike Vrabel was probably the best-case scenario for this season or for last season, this season. A few more people were going to knock their heads around. They're going to target Henry, unfortunately, and Marcus Mariota is going to feel a lot of pressure with that offensive line. All right, and we might actually see Ryan Tannehill as a starting quarterback. For the which, which isn't exactly in my in, in, in Tennessee's case a good thing. No, it's Ryan not, Tannehill. It's not every, a downgrade or an upgrade. It's just like you're going from one, one player to you're going a similar from like player, two like, B to two C. Right, <laughs> basically, exactly. But I also had the Titans on my list as no not shit. making the playoffs. Holy so. shit. I don't need to say more, say nothing else about it, but prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> you know, but my final team that is definitely not making the playoffs. All right, and yeah, it's got to be a team from the South, you know. Okay. The NFC South. Oh, and Jesus. it is not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, wow. It is the Carolina Panthers. Man, so you're saying there's still hope. There's still hope. Nice. Yes. Nice. And my note for this one is, Cam's got question marks, bro. Cam. We has don't even a lot know if Cam's marks. healthy. Who's Cam throwing to, by the way? Besides, who Christian, is Cam throwing it to? Besides Christian McCaffrey, who's uh, he throwing it to? DJ Moore, who has improved to be a a, a Juju Smith Schuster, you know, so, as he a Calvin Ridley, you know, he hasn't proved to be one of those guys just yet. So I don't know, you know, and. I had Christian McCaffrey on my, my, my fantasy team, and I couldn't wait to dump him because Cam, like, I don't know what's going on with Cam. You, you've seen Cam come out in the beginning of the season, and he gets banged up, and you, you see him go through the season, not really finishing his season that strong. Right. I'm seeing him kind of getting a little wear on the tires. He not, can't necessarily be Superman all the time. you got to get this guy weapons. I think Christian will have a great season, but it's because – he will be the one target that that Cam has. Yeah, you got a point there. So I I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, I think uh, Ron's gonna have a lot to work for as far as getting this team to score points consistently enough to win games. Right. And uh, you know it's hard it's hard to say that because Cam was one of these uh, you know these flashes these these bright lights that came on with a guy that came in with his own style. Uh, his own way of doing things, and to see him kind of getting beat up. But it goes to show you that this league, as much as it likes a running quarterback, still needs you to be a throwing quarterback. Right, and that's my concern with Lamar. Yeah, he's athletic, he's great and all everything, but can he consistently attack defenses through the air? Can he consistently pick up pressures to where he's not getting blitzed and dropped? You know, can he stay healthy? You know, um, so the same questions I have for Lamar, I'm having for Cam right now, and Cam's supposed to be the one anomaly where it don't matter if he runs or not. He's bigger as hell. He can do this. He can take the hits. Well, clearly, all of those hits are starting to, you know, build up, and you know, he he's just the, not the, the one, same. The one knock on Cam to, to start his career was probably more his throwing than his running. And he's going into this this year coming off of a shoulder injury. Is that right, correct? Right, and that's the problem. So you're going into this year with an already So he's going to dump the ball off a lot. Christian McCaffrey might actually have a great season. Maybe I want to go and reverse that trade. 
Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> my friend. You, you you play with the devil, and sometimes you get burned. And let me let me. Obviously, I traded him to Pat Witt. <laughs> well, but I know, got Alvin Kamara. But, but I can say, because he got <laughs> Alvin Kamara, he made the trade possible. You can't just go out there and just dangle guys like Alvin Kamara unless you get something back in return. I got Christian McCaffrey. I'm not I'm not sweating anything. My yeah. lineup is dope. Yeah. My so, life is fucking awesome. This wraps up our top 10 teams that we believe aren't making the playoffs. And I said top 10 when I just said we were going to call it the bottom 10. So we're going to pause for bong rip and pay some bills and we'll be right back. We are, are back. We're back. And we're, we're more back. focused than ever. Yeah. And Notre Dame has the touchdown. Touchdown Notre Dame. With 12.39, we are simulcasting the Notre Dame-Louisville game. They're kicking off Labor Day. No, I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but Pat Wick is. So, And I do have a Notre Dame receiver on my team right now. You know, for the Baltimore Ravens. Miles Boykins, that's doing a lovely job for you. Turning up for us. Love you, jo- love love you job. Love it. Love it. All of a sudden, I heard Miles Boykins... Claimed by the Ravens, and I was like, oh, my God, you just picked up a hell of a receiver. Uh, but we go into... Drafted so, by the Ravens, by the way. Drafted by the Ravens, by the way. We go into a free agency alert on who's going... It's not really free agency, but it's kind of free agency because, I mean... What would you consider are, it? It's player movement, so I guess you can call it free agency, uh, but it's really just a bunch of trades. Oh, baby, a triple! <laughs> All right, so uh, Miami's did a lot of wheeling and dealing, right? We talked about that a little bit earlier. A little too tanking. much wheeling and dealing for me because they they they're they're telling their fans. And granted, I've never sat in Dolphin Stadium, but I you can only I've I've sat in the Buck Stadium. Now right. the Miami Stadium is way south, about four hours south from that, and I can only imagine seeing that stadium fucking sucks. You're hot, it's humid, and the fact that you consistently have losing teams there, and then you go into this Josh Rosen experience, ep- experience not really getting to see Josh Rosen starting at Kinda week one. Kind of weird, you know? I mean, I mean, you did all that muscle, you know, that, that hustle needed to get him to, to Miami, yeah. and then all of a sudden now he's not even your starter. It's like, what are you doing with this kid? Wasting his, wasting wasting his, his career. Wasting They're his doing career. They're the same thing New York's doing with, with, with Barkley. Wasting his career. Wasting and, his and the kid's showing you a little bit what he could do. And, and he's hungry. He, he's mad. I know he's even more pissed off now that he's been traded. He's on the second roster in, in his second year in the league, you know. So so what what's going on with the Dolphins? Are they in the, as far as the Lawrence, Tolua, Herbert, Hurts sweepstakes now? I mean, they, they've yeah. got to basically... Wield their way to to two to four losses. I think to get they're, down they're, to... they're they're seeking the number one pick so they can pick the guy they want. They don't want to have to rely on a situation where oh we'll just take this guy if this guy's picking. They want to be be the one in. They want to be the Browns picking Baker Mayfield. They want to be the Cardinals picking Kyler Murray. Now from what the moves they made, they have acquired a second number one. Yeah, but they don't. They, they think they're gonna wait. They're gonna have the first overall pick with of their own. Or they could package. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. So they they could be. They could be. Somebody off they could be this year's Cleveland Browns. Package what? I'm just saying you you, 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 you could have a one and a three, you could have a one and a four. I mean, it all depends where that last pick that they acquired well, for. It depends for this on last... what you think the Texans going to do. 
you know. But I, I'm I'm not understanding what you mean about packaging. Do well, you think okay, okay. Let, let let's say you have you let's say you have multiple first round draft picks, and you're looking for that one to four or five, depending on what other teams up front of you need. They may not all they may they not they not may not all be quarterbacks. But I think that the Dolphins are gonna have the number one overall pick. But I'm, I'm saying, wouldn't it be nice to be the Browns and have the number one and maybe a number three or four? But I think they might have that too. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. So they could be possibly this year's Cleveland Browns. Right. So they, they're they they're banking on the fact that all these cuts and all these trades and all these acquired Browns and first-round picks, they'll be next year or in within this year to next year, be possibly in a state where they could pick up two top tier talents that could you know oh they'll definitely possibly be in position with that because where do you think them, the Texans going in that division well don't be wrong if you're the Dolphins and you're, if you're the Bills and if you're the Jets you're scheming the way to get your team to where it needs to be so when that Tom Brady mystique and that era is done you're the team that's beating or taking their position right in the AFC North right or, no AFC East right right so like I said if you're the Dolphins, Josh Allen is already at Buffalo. Sam Darnold is at, at with the Jets. I mean, they have their 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 quarterbacks that they're gonna supposed yeah, to be turning the quarterbacks out of that division. All right, I mean, out of that draft or in that division. Right. So now you're you're looking with the Dolphins and you're like, we've got to get on this. And two of them, and the other two are in that division. Because you're looking at the Jets. I mean, depending on when Tom Brady actually leaves. They could lock up to be the next, you know. I think they are the next powerhouse be, in that division. Because I'm looking at what the Patriots have behind Tom Brady, and I'm not seeing it. A fourth-round pick from this year, so of course we're not seeing it. We haven't seen him. Right. But I'm just saying, if you're <laughs> if you're the Dolphins, you're two steps behind. Really, nigga? Hey, that's pretty good. That was not me. <laughs> Why did this one sound effect I push have to say that? <laughs> that is hilarious. No, I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, but that that just brings me into our no, because we got to talk about the Houston's trading to Davion Clowney to the Seattle Seahawks. What a move! I mean, I know when you heard we heard this, we heard this. What the fuck? Wow, got to give it up to our soundboard. Uh, but we heard this news coming out. You heard of the rumblings, you know, that Houston wasn't looking to bring him back. Right. So then you heard teams like the Ravens. You heard teams like the Dolphins. He was telling people. Wow, what a catch. He got his uh, hands underneath that. That's like a catch. catch to me. But then you, you have, you know, the Houston Texans not even really wanting to bring him back. They don't want to give him the top billing that he requires or he thinks he's worth. And the guy's been to two or three, or I'm sorry, three to four Pro Bowls. The guy's not really lived up to, let's say, J.J. Watt aspect, you know, expectations. No, but he was never going to be J.J. Watt. Not with J.J. Watt on that But, team. I mean, had the better college career going in from college to NFL. That's the problem. He was highly touted. J.J. Watt was just touted, you know, and then he came in and wrecked the league. I don't know, but my thing is like if you're trying to win, you you pull you pull this player's card because no matter what, you have control of his rights. If these players don't want to play a year, let them waste a year of their career. 
You know, let them waste it. Don't keep giving in and giving these players what they want and moving them to other teams so you can just move on with your life and stuff like that. Because now you're playing, paying this guy $7 million to play for a whole nother team. Um, if you're Seattle, I mean, you're licking your chomps right now. You, you're losing a little flavor on that, that Legion of Boom, which is basically almost depleted at this right. point. You got Frank... Uh, Whatever his name is. You got Bobby Wagner. Bob Wagner, yeah. And so you get a little more bite now with Jadavion, which going to a team that he wanted to go to. So are you going to see that clowny that that maybe you haven't seen as of yet? You know, nah. they're they're a little more aggressive, I feel like, with the, with the Seahawks play calling. Um, you know, when they had, you know, like, I think it was the Dan Quinns. You know, yeah, they they were a little more. Yeah. They were a little more. They had a little more bite. They've lost that over the years, obviously with the with the. Uh, they wanted to put the ball in Russell's hand and make it Russell's team. They didn't want to make it a defense team. They wanted to be Russell's team. They fucked that team up. They got to. We can't all be the Ravens, buddy. We can't all be the Ravens. They still was a defensive team, and that's what won them games. So they should have just stuck with it. Now that they gave up a third and a two picks for for Clowney, it was he worth it? You know, here's a guy that's going to probably maybe get you 8 to 10 sacks a year. Uh, tackles for loss, you know, may not be there, but he's going to get you tackles. He's going to maybe be another face for that that Seattle defense that you didn't have. Uh, you know, Bennett's gone. You know, all the big names are gone. You know, I look at this like, you know, Pete Carroll needed to make a, a, a pretty big splash when it came to frequency to kind of put a little more, you know, Barking his bite when it came to his defense. Right. I think he's got that. You know, he got DK Metcalf on the uh, second ass. round. You know, so once he's healthy, maybe he'll be the weapon. Because I feel like that's going to be the problem with Seattle. Is who is he going to throw to? Last year, he, Tyler Lockett. That's it. Well, last year he had Baldwin and Lockett. So you had two different options. This year, I don't see the second option. I see Lockett. Yeah, that's and, just and Lockett. If and if you're Lockett, unfortunately, you're going to see the best cornerbacks that teams have to offer and I don't think not if teams are smart because what I like to do is put my best uh player on, on in the secondary well my best cornerback on the second best receiver and then put help defense with my second best corner on the number one receiver you know so I don't know what they're going to do, but that's what I would do. You know, either way, he's going to see some tough defenses. It's going to be hard to make plays, especially with nobody else on the other side of him. Just do it. Yeah. So let's just do it and let's move on to the next segment. Uh, Melvin Gordon. We want Melvin Gordon. I'm sorry. Let's not talk Melvin Gordon yet. Let's talk half or Pass. Puffer pass. Yes, I have three puffer pass questions for you. One I derived while we were in this show. There you go. So, puffer or pass? Lay on the first puffer pass for me, buddy. First puffer pass comes from our top ten teams that aren't going to make the playoffs list. And I have a question in who wins the AFC West? Ooh. The Houston Texans. Indianapolis Colts, Jacksonville Jaguars, or the Tennessee Titans? We already said that the Tennessee Titans aren't making the playoffs, so we know that they're not going to win that division. 
But I'm just interested now that Lux retired. Are the Colts still favorite to win that division? Because Houston didn't get any better since Luck retired. You know, they actually got a little bit worse. You know, but the offensive line got kind of got better, which might help, you know, Deshaun Watson. You know, I don't know. What you think? Um, I think if you're Cody and you're going into the Indianapolis position, you're licking your chomps because of because of the opportunity you're given. You're getting uh, this 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 newly developed offensive line. You've got a coach that used to be a quarterback that obviously have done wonderful things with that offense. They still have T.Y. Hilton. They still have the offensive line. I feel like if you're Cody, you're going Who's into Br- Brissette or Brissette. Jacoby. Jacoby. Jacoby Brissette or Jake Brisket. Jake Brisket. Wow. Okay, so if you're Mr. Brisket, you're looking at yourself, you're like, okay, I've got an opportunity to make this team my team now. Right. It's here. It's. I mean, they just signed him for the two-year extension. So you've got two years now where this will be your team. And this is what backups over time have longed for. Steve, Wong, Steve Young will always tell you he will never have been that good if he didn't take over for Joe Montana. Right. Aaron Rodgers will always tell you he would have never probably been that good if that if that wasn't a Green Bay team that was he was taking over from Brett Favre. Right. So to sit there and say that this kid doesn't have all the opportunity now he's 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 been taught by by some of the by one of the greats and Tom Brady, and he's also been been taught by a possible could have been great in Andrew Luck. Right. So he's been under that that system, so I feel like he he can handle the system. He's a smart kid. I feel like it's the Colts or the Texans. The Colts or the Texans are the front runners in that division. You know, I don't know who's going to come out of that division, but Pat Wick's going to let you know who he thinks is going to come out of that division. I think that it'll be Houston coming out of that division on a strength of Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback in that division. The best receiver in the league, in my opinion, is in that on that team. You know, with DeAndre Hopkins. Then you have Kiki QT. You have Will Fuller. You just added Laramie Tunsil to, to, to the fold. I'm not sure what's in that backfield right now because they, they've moved some pieces around in that backfield. And then you still have J.J. Watt on defense. You have a decent or serviceable uh, secondary. The only question on that team to me is the linebacking core, you know, and still the uh, – the, uh, offensive line, but I don't think the offensive line is bad enough to where it's going to prevent the Texans from winning that division. How, wh- All right, Pat. We ready for your your, your 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 thoughts on who's winning this division? Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Texans or the Colts. I think the Texans firepower, if it's there, they're winning the, the league. Uh, if the coaching staff can, can kind of weigh this storm after this Andrew Luck uh, decision to retire early, I feel like they still have the nucleus of the team they need. Right. They need this co- this quarterback, uh, fortunately for him, to jump into this, this role. And I think everything's – I mean, if you're a quarterback, this is the right situation to have. You have an offensive line. You have a, a playbook that you're familiar with. You have an offense that you should be able to, to handle. 
So I, 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 my, I'm really going with the Colts here, probably winning it over the Texans. Just from what you said, the, the offensive line will probably have to see where where Deshaun Watson lines up because he, he, he's shown that he can play this game and play at a high level if his weapons are there, if he can scramble around, and if he can make plays. Now, if this offensive line is busted, you're going to see Deshaun Watson come out of this league uh, this season, probably on the injured list. All right, so so there's been a, there's been some other uh, quick notes. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser has been released by the Packers, immediately picked up by John Gruden, of course, um, in the Oakland Raiders. Does he just like to acquire quarterbacks just to say that he's acquired? You know, I mean, he's basically either worked or or been in a, in a study room or a tape room or somehow. You know, you work with John Gruden. It's like the six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. Somehow, some way, you've either John Gruden has talked to you, he's coached you, you've 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 played for him somehow, either as a backup or as a starter. Played against him. You've played against him. So it, to me, it's just another acquisition. Deshaun Kaiser is 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 not necessary, and I hate to say because he's a Notre Dame guy. Um, didn't exactly live up. Uh, very uh, interception prone when I saw him with the Packers. Uh, another nah, he's interception prone since his time with the Ravens. I think he had a game where he threw five to our defense. So, but but then you hear about you know you hear about him getting acquired by Oakland. Obviously, uh, my hats, my you know, good luck to him. I hope he does well there. Uh, Lashawn McCoy to the Chiefs after being wow, released. Bad throw. After being released from the Bills. Was definitely, I would feel like, a, a pretty good steal uh, when it came to players that are cut and then picked up by, you know, A or B team. Um, I thought that LaShawn McCoy might end up with the with the Philadelphia Eagles when he got cut because I thought the Philadelphia Eagles was doing this little re- reunion tour thing. But it makes sense that he ends up with the coach that drafted him and Andy Reid is there, over there in a contender with Kansas City. Is there still is there still tread on the tire for LaShawn McCoy for you? Man, LaShawn McCoy is one of my favorite running backs of all time, so I'm going to go ahead and give him that yes. Damn, son, where'd you find this? I found it, you know, where it needed to be found. I'm always going to go with my guys. Uh, I also agree with you. I, I feel like Andy Reid once again has, has acquired a talent that he's probably going to utilize. I mean, I don't think you have a LaShawn McCoy in your stable and it doesn't get used. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna use whatever's left on the tread of those tires. Well, I mean, oh, my God. That's Ian Book. Has got us quit doing that. Yeah, he needs to slide, bro. Um, <laughs> like I said, folks, might see another one of your quarterbacks <laughs> tear shoulders and shit. We definitely don't need that. Um, uh, Any more as far as the uh, puffer pass or yeah. the uh, any other uh, newsworthy? As no, far- I still have two more puffer pass things. I want to let you get your news out of the way because. Okay. You were going to kill me if I didn't. <laughs> All right, so. Puffer or passing on Javion Clowney, right? Uh, no. It's Puffer pass both 
Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon will play for their respective teams this season. Are you puffing this or are you passing this? Uh, I am puffing the Zeke, but I'm passing on the Well, Gordon. you can only puff or pass the combination. It can't be separated. I'm going to puff on it then because these are two talented running backs that deserve to play. And somebody will pay these people. If it's not the said team, then they're going to sit out. But I feel like, and I've said this in countless podcasts, if the Cowboys don't have Zeke, the train does not leave the station. If Melvin Gore, or if, if 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 Gordon is not there with the Chargers, they can still win. But I feel like they have a better chance with them. But to me, it. So you don't like Tony Pollard? You don't like Austin Eckler? Tony Pollard being the guy that will be replacing Ezekiel Elliott? From the minute they they acquired Zeke from Ohio State, that he was going to be this team. That he was going to be this team under this great offensive line. Dak Prescott has seemed to be enjoying the ride and has been good on the ride and has gotten better on the ride. But he never would be on this train if it wasn't for Zeke in this offensive line. Oh, Hey, the disrespect to Dakota Prescott. I, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry if, if you can throw, if you can. No, no, I got one. Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> Watch your profanity. I'm just saying, at least he can stay healthy. This is Sparta! Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because both these guys are acquirable running backs. They're, this is the NFL, folks. There's going to be a team that needs a great running back. So if you're either one of these teams, are you going to be the team that let this guy get away? No. They didn't let Emmitt Smith get away. They're not going to let this guy get away. This guy is definitely going to retire a Cowboy. Uh, Gordon, on the other hand... I feel like if the Chargers do not pick him up, that that could be a reason why they may not make the playoffs. And I hate to say it because of Phillip, you know, he's to the point in his career where I'd say maybe another five years, maybe maybe six if he stays healthy enough and he's out of the league, and hopefully with a championship. Because right so, now the time is, father time is ticking. As far as Zeke and Melvin both playing for their current team's I'm, I'm gonna on pass on this. Oh my god! Because more for me. I believe that Zeke will be playing for the Dallas Cowboys, but I believe Melvin Gordon will return playing for a new organization. Mm. Because I believe what the Chargers have behind Melvin Gordon and what they have in Philip Rivers, you know, as a quarterback, they're gonna surprise some people this year, and they're gonna win that division. Well, yes, I said that the Chargers will surprise some people and win that division. Wow. Wow. What a surprise.
you could have said, you could have said, you could have said the right team to win that division. But you still didn't say that team. Who's the right team to win that division? Don't tell me the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my nephew also lost. Yes, I do believe that the Chargers are winning that division. And I'm guessing you're going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win that division, huh? I've grown up with Phillip Rivers and over time. Yeah. And over time. And over time. And he's had these amazing weapons on his team. He's had LaDainian Thomason. He's had Vincent Jacksons. He's Antonio had, Gates. He's had Antonio Gates in the prime and now towards the end of his career. He's had all these opportunities to win. He's had the Patriots when they've been down, the Patriots when they've been up. Uh, the Colts, they've had the Ravens. They always seem to great tackle. To me, Phillip Rivers will be that guy until somehow he can get himself out of an AFC championship game. And to me, it, 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 there's always one of these guys that, that's like this. The Dan Fouts, the Dan Marinos, you know, just these guys that are great but you could never win the game. And to me, I haven't seen that from Phillip Rivers. He can get you there, but he can't seem to get you over the mountain. Right. And I, I can't say that he can do that because otherwise I would be lying. Right. But I did not say they were winning the championship this year. I said they were winning their division. I think that they'll win more games than the Chiefs. And you can't tell me that's blasphemous because they won the same exact amount of games as the Chiefs last year. You know, but I expect the Chiefs to regress a little bit. You know, the I, Chiefs had a game against us that they almost lost, that they should have lost. Our defense folded on they, on us for whatever reason. That's not happening this year. When we play the Chiefs in Kansas City, we're kicking that ass. That's one less game. If I agree that the Chiefs won't be I, – I, I did agree in our earlier podcast. No, 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 no touchdown. No touchdown. He bobbled it. I did say in our, in our previous podcast that the Chiefs would be one less, maybe two less loss, or two less wins from last year. And I'm going to stick to it, but you can't tell me that a, a, a Gordon-less Chargers wins the same amount of games as they did last year. I'm not saying they're going to win the same amount. Of, but you're going to say they're going to win more. He got yeah. that. Well, we'll see if they if they hurry up and Bible control. Oh, does he? Does he? Gotta give that that different angle look. But yeah, so we're getting distracted by the game. Uh, Louisville uh, just uh, caught oh. a play and is being reviewed whether or not it's a touchdown it was rude or incomplete pass on the field. I believe Bible control hands. right there. Foot still down. That's control, bro. If if you have a ball in your hands like this, if it's not here or here, it's not control. No, he didn't have it like this. He had it like this, squeezing the ball. That's control. That's control. That's control? Yes. He doesn't even have it on his second hand. Now, remember... There has to be indisputable evidence. Control, right there. He's holding. Oh. 
Oh. It's a blink of an eye, dude. Yeah. Oh. I, I think that they're gonna I think they're gonna keep it the same on the field, but I think he had it. Oh, baby, a triple. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, I do believe that the Chargers has enough firepower, even without Melvin Gordon to win this game. They have Austin, Austin Ackler and the Jackson kid behind him to handle, handle the workload that Melvin Gordon would have had. You know, uh, they, had, they still have Keenan Allen on the outside. They lost Tyrell Williams, so that might hurt him. But Hunter Henry's back. You know, he's basically a slot receiver playing tight end. No touchdown, baby. Says the Notre Dame fan. But I, I mean, that's why. That's why I'm puffing and you're passing. Am I right? More for me, right. my friend. More, More for, for me. All right, puff or pass. Draymond Green is a top twenty-five player in the NBA. Uh, you know me. I usually like to puff, but I'm gonna pass hard. Yeah. I'm gonna pass super hard and. There was some talk on the Twitter, uh, you know, lines as far as, you know, why Draymond is. But I simply looked at, at Kamikaze and I said, uh, they, it, there can't be a way he's he's on anybody's top 25. Now, I won't say any anybody's. I mean, if you're a Warriors fan, he could possibly be on your top 25. And that's fine. But if you look down the list, now you go from the the east to the west. And you give me maybe, let's say, one to two guys on each one of the lists. Mm-hmm. You're not putting Draymond Green in your top 25. Yeah. Now, I'm he's sorry. The question was- wasn't supposed to be whether or not he was your 20, top 25 player. The question was, is Draymond Green overrated? Puff or pass? I'm going to say pass. Okay. So I'm, not puffing pa- on, I'm not puffing on Draymond. feel like he's a guy that's worked himself into a, a system that he benefits from because of the players around him. Right. I feel like if he was, let's say, maybe not number one, but a number two guy on a different team, I don't see think you get that kind of production from Draymond. I think he would wear down in those late games. So you're saying he has games. to be the number three option at best. At best. To be a good team. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, the, 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 the Pistons did it with four different guys. The Lakers did it with, with 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 three to four different guys. You know, Draymond can still be a top fifty guy in the league, but top twenty five. I'm sorry, I'm gonna pass on that all day. And it's not because I'm not a Draymond fan. I'm not at all a Draymond fan. Uh, I feel like his mouth needs to be put in check sometimes, and I'm glad he gets technicals when he does. But no. Not at all. Okay. It's almost a blasphemy to look at because, and I even said guys like C.J. McCullough, <laughs> and laughable. You, and you told me you're like, oh my god, he's not no. top twenty five. If you look, he'd probably be closer to my top twenty five than Draymond Green nah. would be. No, I'm sorry. I like I like C.J. McCollum. I don't like Draymond Green, but Draymond Green's a better player in my opinion than C.J. McCollum is. And I'm gonna have to pass on this, but I'm going to talk about. Earlier, it's discussion, and at a point where I was ready to puff. On really, this, nigga? You know? Because I do not think that Draymond Green is overrated by at all. I don't even think he's close to being overrated. I don't even think he's properly rated, you know, as far as what he can do. Because a lot of people think that he's, you know, like, out of the top 40 for some reason. If you gave me, like, a... 
a best all-around top 25 in, in the NBA, he would make my best all-around top 25. Yeah. But so as far that, as, like, scoring and everything. Because, like, when you speak on all-around, I think that individually when you grade somebody, you have to grade what they can do as a whole, not just take off bits and pieces that they do really, really well and then forget about the – I mean, that they do really, really bad and – Take away from their score and then forget about the stuff that they do really, really well. Draymond can cover. Draymond can cover all five positions on the court. Defensively, is great. Absolutely. Draymond can score. Sometimes, most of the times, when needed, he's not really needed to score, so that's not even his job. Let, but he creates shots for others without the ball. Look at those screens he set for for Steph. For Steph. Well, once again, a great, uh, a great his passing a, ability is is is, is a great acquisition. He's great at his all around game, no question about it. But he's not top twenty five, right? But I do have to talk about earlier when I thought he was top twenty five because there was a point we had a discussion earlier where I'm like, no, nah, Draymond Green is absolutely a top twenty five player. You can't tell me. But then I made a list. Okay. And then what did your list tell you? <laughs> My list told me Draymond Green is not a top twenty five. Not player. a top twenty five guy. And, and what did your what you know, did your list tell you why? Did you see the names you had on it and the names you didn't have on it? Yeah. I'm not gonna t- discuss the list and everything. I'm just gonna say Draymond didn't make the list. I'm gonna say Draymond fell about twelve spots. Twelve spots from your top twenty five of the twenty five, which is which is a little tough to admit because I was ready to go to war for you, Draymond. I do think you're a great player. I love what you can do on the court. I don't like you as a personality, but I'm not going to take that away from your basketball ability. But you are not a top 25 player in the league. I'm sorry. But but no, I'm wrong. Is that piece on a team that you do need? Yeah. If it it would I be glad to have Draymond on the Lakers right now? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah, because I, we don't have that guy that's gonna be Unselfish. the tough. Be tough. You know, the scrappy. Yeah, you know, you we know, don't have be, that guy. You know, that was the, supposed to be Boogie. He's gone. That was supposed to be Boogie. You know, so, I, I mean, I, you can you can look at Rondo and say he's that guy, but he's too small. Well, Rondo, unfortunately, he, he can't give us those rebounds. You know, he can give us the assist. Yeah. He can give us the defense. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all that defense. Well, I mean. He can't cover all five. He can't cover all five. But we got we got AD to cover the big men, so absolutely. And then we also have one of the best defenser defender defenders in the league, LeBron James, right behind him. Uh, I mean, do we not need to talk about the block that sets Puffle up? Puffle pass is is LeBron still a great defender in it in the NBA? I'm going to say hard pass, man. No, you he know takes plays off. You bro. know, you, can't Pat do that. Wick, you know when Pat Wake's gonna puff on that because, yes, he, he does take plays off, but so do all players in the NBA. James Harden has been an MVP how many times? Takes plays Once. off, right? Takes plays off, right? No, no. But I'm saying, how many years consistently has he always been in the NFL or in the MVP he's conversation? About five years, but Thank you very he's much. only won it once. And if you're telling me that he takes plays off, then you're crazy. And if you're telling me that every player in the league takes plays off, I'm going to tell you the player that I hate most, hate the most in the league, okay. Russell Westbrook, never takes a playoff so bad that it hurts him sometimes. Well, there, there you go. And, and he should learn to maybe pass the ball more. Maybe he might be considered 
a, a, a better overall player because, you know, you can get triple-doubles. Obviously, he's gotten triple-doubles, but he's got two MVPs to show for it. But it doesn't necessarily equate to winning games but, but and winning championships. I'm not saying that Russ, okay. Russ is that okay. guy either. I just great, said I don't like him, but great he don't take plays off. Great example. Last year, was Kawhi Leonard at any point in games resting? Yeah. Or maybe not playing. Yeah. So would you, would it be arguably would you be able to argue the but fact? Kawhi Leonard is one of the best two A players in the league, though. But I'm just saying, best. All right. So you we're you talking were, about the playoffs. No, no, I'm no, talking no. about the regular season. Well, I'm just talking about in general. I'm just talking about general. Did he not relax? Manage himself. Yes. Yeah. So but what's that's the why Kawhi is not the best player in the league to me. But he, because but, he but you did man. say he's one of the best two-way players, though. He is. He can play that defense. Even when LeBron's trying to play defense, he's not playing great defense. Now, he's the guy you want defending the Kawhi Leonard's or Thank the you. ADs when he wasn't on the same team as him and Thank stuff you. like that. Because he can assert himself. But when you tell me that LeBron is one of the best defenders in the league, like I can name five at least better than him. I didn't say he was the best. No, you said one of the best. I said he's, I would say he's a top 10 defender. Okay, top 10. Hey, I can name seven guys that defend better than him, so I guess he's eight. I would, I would say, I guess say top 10 defender. All right, but that's top still not defender. high enough for me. We got 30 teams in the league. That's still not higher than, high enough. I, I, I'm still going to puff on it, buddy. Okay, we'll puff. I'm still, because not, not only am I getting the, 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 the limited defense that you're talking about, but I get a great leader, a great passer, and a great scorer. But I'll we, take it. We was just we was specifically talking about defense. I know. If we're you're talking about puff or pass, do you want LeBron on your team? Hell yeah, I'm puffing it. All right, okay. It's still LeBron this, fucking James. This is still <laughs> this is gonna this is gonna kill it for you. You got a puff or pass? Dude, I'm gonna puff on it. I'm gonna puff on LeBron James all day. Okay. But I'm always gonna puff on the fact that you don't win a national, you don't win a championship for for Cleveland if. You don't have that great defensive moment. This game is going to be really fun for me because there's a it's going to be a lot of rushing yards. That's what Notre Dame does, baby. I love rushing. I love when teams win games running. The ball. I, I was going to say crab cakes and football. That's what Notre Dame does, but that's Maryland. Yeah, thing. I was about to say don't take no. Nah, that's Baltimore crab say, cakes and football. Even though I don't like, why well, didn't keep that? Drinking and drinking and playing football. That's what the Irish do, baby. <laughs> say that. All right. Give me with, with with some AEWs. So we we were we were of course able to watch a wonderful AEW pay per view on Saturday night thanks to our wonderful Fire Stick. Yeah. You know my hats off to Fire Stick. We want to promote Fire Stick. We love our Fire Stick. That's where we get the majority of our news here at the WK. Um, and Notre Dame is about to score a touchdown and tie the game. 14-14 with 29 seconds left. Well, I say 13-14. Let's, let's not guarantee oh an extra point. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. The details. <laughs> so, we watched AEW. Oh, and just as he said that, he missed the kick. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> which we saw Chris Jericho get crowned as the inaugural champion. All elite wrestling. World all, heavyweight champion. Right. But, but... But besides being being that, and I, and we love Chris Jericho here at the WK, is the fact that out of all of that pay per view, which was fantastic, I'm going to point out these this one tag team event that I witnessed, and it was this it was it was a gimmick 
And, and a couple gimmicks that I just want to implore to AEW that they, they, they have their mind open when it comes to new things. Oh, yeah. But maybe they should close certain parts off. And I'm speaking, of course, of the tag team match with best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent. And Trent. Now, it's pretty simplistic when you call your tag team the best friends. Even to the point where you hug in the middle of the ring after you do great, you know, tag team combos in the ring against your opponent. Yeah, and they were versus, I want to say this. The spooky perverts? <laughs> the spooky pedophiles! The spooky pedophiles. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got a guy coming out, and I don't know the guy's name. No, they were called the spooky perverts. They weren't called the spooky perverts. They have another tag team name. If you watch the AEW All Out show, then you know that tag team. I don't know that tag team. Leather name. mask with ghouls. But and another guy looks somebody like from the best friend. Yeah, somebody called from the best friends called them the spooky perverts. And, and it just stuck with us. For some reason, I heard spooky pedophiles, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? You know, like what the fuck are you doing, AEW? Okay, going to AEW. I wanted to project you a puffer pass when it came to wrestling. Okay, puffer pass. Puffer pass, AEW surpassing NXT Wednesdays and gaining the majority of the audience. Only because, now let me explain my theory. You're going to get Monday and Tuesdays, right? Are they going to be able to drag? Now, granted, the NXT is the better of the product. Right. But you're bringing in this AEW crowd that's... You've you've instructed to me as far as the wrestling universe being a collaboration majority when it comes to the way these AEW the deal, internet wrestling community the internet wrestling community plays you know or AEW the way it plays with or along with their 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 internet universe right and the fact that NXT is the better product but it, to me AEW is the new product it's the new flavor. On, on your TV screen. Now, granted, you've been able to watch NXT mostly through the WWE Network and on the one time, or the certain times when the takeovers happen. But you've been able to see these guys transition to Mondays and Tuesdays with SmackDown and Raw. But AEW is that new flavor, man. Right. That new flavor ice cream. It's that, that new kid on the block. It's that, WC, that old WCW feeling versus that WWF power. You know, who do you, who are you puffing or are you passing AEW, surpassing Wednesday, Wednesdays against NXT? Um, am I thinking about this with the respects that AEW, I mean, NXT is going to be ran the same way it's been ran while it was on the network? Or am I allowed to assume that Vince is going to put his hand in it? I, I, I'm, I'm. I'm willing to go with the second option because we know Vince, and when he can't quit touching shit, and quit, Vince can't quit touching shit. When a product's that good, and he gets to the to the point where it, it it's TV worthy, he's gonna want to sprinkle in certain things. Okay, well, like I feel like he does with Brock Lesnar, right? So and I'm the puffing. John Cena's. So I'm puffing on this. Okay, you're puffing because on this. Well, thank you. My 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 fear with NXT is that. Well, all right, so here. If you leave NXT alone and let Triple H do his thing, you let the product be what it is, what it's always been, then I would pass easy. But Only because I believe that Vince is going to, you know, 
put his greasy, filthy, dirty, disgusting hands all over the product. I think that AEW will eventually surpass NXT as the Wednesday product. I'm puffing on it with you in two, but it's only if the NXT is not allowed to bring some of that talent that they've kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. The EC3s. Right. You know, the the Viking. And I say Vikings because one week they're the Raiders, the next week they're something else. The War Raiders. The War Raiders. That's what we know, man. You know, the War Raiders is what I enjoyed them right. being called. NXT. <laughs> you know, and I feel like these guys need to get brought back in NXT so the product isn't so diluted that they're really putting their best foot forward against AEW on Wednesdays. Because that's why I feel like I need they need to put a stranglehold right away. Right. If they want to surpass or if they want to keep their momentum as far as being the kings of wrestling on cable... Then they'll put they'll, they'll do what I'm saying and take a little bit of that product that seems to be just jam packed into Raw and SmackDown and let them go back to to, to NXT wow, and re, wow. flourish themselves and make that product better because I'm like like you said they're going to one hour to two right at the beginning you know maybe USA wants to mess with them a little bit with the third hour like they do with Monday yeah uh, that's not. But I'm just saying, two hours. I mean, but NXT need... would be the product to have three hours. If you kept the product the same way, I wouldn't mind the third hour NXT and drop an hour of Raw. As long as I'm being able to to nitpick on the product that gets brought down, I'm all for the third hour. Because, but I don't think they're gonna need to bring any product down to to NXT. I think they have enough talent in NXT that's ready to be showcased, where they can just go three hours with their roster, with their current roster. I, and that's the that's one thing that I like because Triple H did say with he's not willing to part ways with any of his NXT talent right now because he's happy with his roster. Well, no, no, no offense. Why why would you give that up? Right. I mean, these are guys that you've trained that you've kind of molded into what you expect a, a good product to be. I mean, why are you gonna lose that there, to baby? AEW? You got the undisputed there, baby. Don't get that up. Well, that's what I'm saying. But anything you lose right now, it's going to AEW. Yeah, because if you lose... No, I don't mean... He don't mean, like, lose like that. He mean, like, lose to Monday Night Raw or lose to SmackDown. Like, if oh. they do that, oh, we're going to have a roster shake up and we're going to trade these guys to this guy. And this. Truly say he ain't with none of that. You know, he want his roster to stay his roster. So, we're, like, because you got to keep guys like Valentine Dream and Undisputed Era. You got, uh... Um... You, know, you have your European divisions coming in pretty strong. You know they're gonna probably be more of the future they had going a in. Yesterday that we missed too. Yeah, I but I, but I like the strong style coming out of the English. Um, I feel like they're a, they're they're a, a I wouldn't want to I don't like a I want to say faction or division or necessarily company, right. but but the element coming out of England and European. Is gonna be oh, real significant. Brand. Yeah, it's gonna be real significant. I think coming into the next few years. So look out for the the, the English or the European invasion, definitely. Into the regular NXT. Oh, absolutely. That's right. already happening now. Well, I know, but I mean, look at it for to be more of a a, 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 a mainstay. You know. Yeah, when, I like when, that idea too. You know, especially when you had the only guys like you know William Regal. You know, and guys like that that you know were very sparse when it came to you know British talent getting over. I think like now there's just an explosion that's waiting to just happen. And you know, if if WWE plays it, WWF plays it right, or WWE, 
plays it right. You know, they, they could have, you know, the best young up-and-coming roster, which they've had had in a while, and not lose it to AEW. Right. Anything else you have for the Today Show? Um, I do have a little tidbit. We were gifted, as far as the sports community, to see two of the, uh, I would say, future... One is the future. One is the up-and-coming future of, of women's tennis. And I, and I can only speak of the... Uh, one of the quarterfinal rounds of the U.S. <coughs> Open with Osaka and Coco Golf. Osaka eventually losing the next round and Coco losing to her. But just the the play and the ability of both players. And let's face it, guys, this is the future. Uh, one representing Japan, one representing the United States. And for Coco to be, you know, all of 15 to play the way she has... And to really show what she can on the main stage, I feel like these both of these people. And then you, you saw after the match, Osaka asking Coco to be a part of her, uh, you know, post game interview and expressing to the fans of tennis that these two have gone through the classes, they've gone through the, the training, they've gone through the struggles, and here they are representing their countries. And, um, you know, playing some good tennis. Right. And I applaud them. Uh, unfortunately, none of them will see the U.S. Open Championship for the women. Not uh, this year, but maybe, maybe but the next But you're witnessing in these two the first matchup uh, together that this is the future of women's uh, tennis. And it was uh, very humbling, to say the least, as far as these two young women being in that, in that point in their career. And still, still showing mankind that there's humanity and, and, and togetherness, uh, even if it's with a racket and a ball. Okay, well, we're going to close this show out today. First, I want to say you can follow us on Twitter at the WK Experience. Always. You can follow Pat Wick at Pat Wick. EXP. You can follow me at pod pod underscore kamikaze on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at the WK Experience. I'm in a battle with Facebook right now to change our name, so we're still the Script Podcast on, on Facebook. Most of our formats, you know, yeah. so if you want to go ahead and follow, find us there. Uh, you can find us on the Anchor Podcast. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts can be consumed. Uh, big shout-out to our sponsors. Pat Wick, give it to them. Uh, uh, first, let me say this one. Jurassic Services. Right, go ahead. Your leather cleaner and more, hopefully. Uh, you won't find any better leather cleaners out there if you have that favorite game couch or game chair like we all have it's usually probably leather if not cloth but uh jurassic cleaning for you out there jurassic services jurassic services as well as Carter barbecue located in lake wells and mulberry off canal street uh hopefully your labor day is cook less you can try them best soul food out there i bar none the barbecue is top notch Carter Barbecue, best soul food in Polk County. Once again, my name is Pat Wick. 
This is Drake Kamikaze. And you're listening to the best podcast, podcast in the, the world. The, the WK Experience. Cut it off. Okay. So you want me to record the whole thing? Yeah.